Welcome to the Success Road Podcast. This is the podcast where we meet at the intersection of your life and then take decisive action to move onward toward higher levels of success. Now, my name is Joshua Rivers from podcastguidemedia.com, and I'm here to take you on this journey today. Now, anxiety, stress, and depression can make you feel like life is happening to you instead of for you. And it can be really, really easy to be able to get overwhelmed by all the different pressures and things that are going on in our daily lives. And there are definitely ways to be able to deal with these issues. Today, certified personal coach Ryan Stanley joins me to talk about these issues. As I was in first contact with Ryan, he made this statement that really caught my attention, and that is, living on purpose doesn't happen by accident. I live on purpose each day so that I may inspire others to do the same. And so, Ryan, thank you, first of all, for coming on the podcast. And then can you go ahead and tell me a little bit more about this statement that you made? Yeah, of course, man. Thank you so much for having me, Joshua. It's really, really good to be here. It's one of those weird, I don't know if it's an oxymoron or just statements. It's like, so obviously, on purpose and by accident are the opposites. But, you know, in order to really get what we want in life in any capacity, it takes intention and it takes purpose. People don't live on purpose. It's not something that just happens. <laughs> so, you know, but living on purpose doesn't happen by accident. It takes that in itself. It's interesting because living on purpose takes intention and takes purpose. I think for anybody who wants to be successful in any area of life, whether it be the arts, whether it be athletics, whether it be in business, whether it be as a parent or as a, as a spouse, as a partner, whatever it is that you want to do, intention and purpose, in my opinion, are, are the first and most important ingredients to get the ball rolling. If you don't know who you want to be or where you want to go, chances are you're not likely going to get there in the most efficient, effective manner. Occasionally, there is the random luck, you know, something weird happens that <laughs> circumstance puts you in a, in a space that, that something can happen to you. But more often than not, those who are the most successful people in life create intentions on a daily basis and step into that with, with purpose on a regular basis. And so to tie that back to myself, with the second half of the statement, like living on purpose doesn't happen by accident, I absolutely intentionally, you know, decided some time ago that I want to live on purpose every day. And I, I know who I want to be. I know how I want to show up. I know that I want to be the light that I want to see in the world. I know there's certain things that I want to accomplish from a business and personal standpoint. And so I literally remind myself of that every single day, multiple times a day in different forms, whether it be through meditation, whether it be through intention setting, whether it be through journaling. And so I've just found the more we start to step into that, the more our greatness and our inner ability to, to bring that outcome about uh, will, will unfold. Wow, that sounds really good. And I, I love all of that. And so I have in past episodes, I've talked about purpose, living on purpose, as well as living with purpose, yeah. which is tied in there as well. And so I, I really, really love that. So I appreciate that. And that is what actually really grabbed my attention when you first reached out. And then as I started digging in a little bit deeper to what you do and what you offer and things like that, obviously, we I came across your book that you had released, which is titled Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. And so I thought that was a really good thing that we need to cover because as we look at being able to do all these things for reaching higher levels of success, one of the main focuses that we have is being able to do these different things for self-improvement, self-development. And a lot of that has to do with our self-care in totally. that manner. And so this falls right in line with helping us be able to help with those things. As I started looking at your website to be able to dig a little bit deeper into 
these different issues, I'm reminded of what's going on across our country and across our world. Yeah. Uh, right now, as we're recording here in June of 2020, early June 2020, we're been facing a lot of very stressful and anxious times and things going on that is really sweeping across from the coronavirus, the pandemic, the the lockdowns that have been taking place. And, uh, and here just recently, the surgence of injustices being done and riots and all those different kind of things going on there is a an increased amount of stress and it almost seems like every week there's something new yeah. to amplify all these different feelings and so as we get into this discussion i got really interested when i saw this on your website and that's what you call the doc brown theory can you go into a little bit more about what that is yeah thank you ben uh, so yeah the doc brown theory it's the concept that I assume everybody who's probably listening to this right now has seen Back to the Future. And <laughs> at the very end of the movie, Doc Brown is sitting there on his porch and uh, he's there with his girlfriend. All of a sudden, the, you know, the uh, Doc Brown shows up in the DeLorean and he hops out. And he says, guys, he goes, Marty, Marty, you got to come with me. You know, we got to go to the future. He's like, what's wrong with the future? He says, that's your kids. We got to go. So he takes to the future. Right. And so we all know that that famous scene is the end of the movie. It's a great way. Then they fly away. And so it got me to thinking one day, if you were sitting on your front porch or, or just someplace and you were just kind of doing your own thing and maybe even a little bit worried about your future, a little bit worried about who you're going to be, where you're going to be, maybe the direction of your career or a relationship or where you're going to end up and you were just kind of uncertain. And out of nowhere, you know, Doc Brown pulls up and flies out of, out of you know, thin air and he hops out of the car and he says, Josh, <laughs> listen, I told you I've come from the future. And you say, oh, my gosh, how is it? And he says, well, it's amazing for lots of different reasons. He's like, well, but how? And you're, you're like, well, how about how is my future? He says, listen, you have gotten exactly everything that you wanted. I know but from talking to you in the future that at this time you were planning this. You wanted to have this career. You wanted to have, you know, et cetera, et cetera. This is what you, you wanted. And I just, I'm here to tell you that as long as you keep going every single day in the direction that you're headed right now with focus and determination, according to the future, you will absolutely get there. And then if he runs and he jumps in his car and he flies off in the future, if that had happened in this magical world, you know, how would the rest of your life fall out the next day? How would you behave? Or even shortly thereafter? I mean, obviously, you'd be a little bit, wow, that was crazy. But then you know, after that, <laughs> in regards to your career, in, grad, in regards to your relationship, whatever it is that you had any concerns about, would you still be concerned? Would you still be worried? And the answer is, is no. You, you have the most confidence you could possibly have because you, you, you have the belief, the understanding, the faith based on your experience that this is absolutely going to be the outcome of my life. And the decisions that you made would unfold differently. The conversations that you have would have more confidence. You might even have a different understanding of other people because you, you would not be worried of being judged. You wouldn't be worried of judging others because you know you're on the right path. And so the opportunity that this concept just in general presents the opportunity to decide that that is the truth. You know, between now and whenever our outcome that we desire unfolds, we have the, the responsibility to take action as if it's coming about. And in my opinion, from a, a layman's version of quantum physics, that also creates it to be more true, right? The more we, we actually put our thought, our intention, especially if we combine it with an elevated emotion towards the future, towards an outcome that we desire, and we show gratitude for it, and, and start then physically taking action towards it through whatever, you know, I guess it depends on whether it is, but if we start thinking about it and putting our literal thoughts as energy into the future that we desire, show gratitude for it occurring, um, it will it will unfold and often in a way that we would never see coming. But the challenge is, is that in the meantime, the next day in this situation, some people just say, oh, well, 
yeah, he was here, but that was probably just, you know, maybe he had the wrong guy, right? Maybe <laughs> all of a sudden we come up with all these reasons why that our future will not unfold the way we want to. And then we listen to our cousin or our friend or even just somebody we barely even know who says, oh, that's, you know, that was probably just a dream. Or it was probably just your imagination. Or, you know, I had, I had a friend who tried that same course in their life, that, that same path, and they didn't do very well. You shouldn't waste your time there. And we get beat down by these lies that don't serve us and fears of not being good enough and not reaching the, the, the level that we want to. And I am here to tell, Josh, you and your audience that fear is more often than not a liar. It really does not stand to serve us or our future. And if we decide who we want to be, going back to living on purpose every day, we make time to decide who we want to be. And we step into that greatness with intention, purpose, and follow through uh, as if it is definitely going to occur. That's how dreams are, are realized. That's how successful people become successful. That's how we do step into our greatness. You, you have to take action. You have to have thoughts that serve your purpose and then do something about it. Wow, there's a lot that's in that. And I appreciate that. As I restarted this podcast or uh, just kind of picked up where I left off finally uh, a few months ago, one of the first episodes that I shared was on fear and the fact of fear holding us back and keeping us from being able to do the things that we need to do. So I really appreciate that because that goes really hand in hand with that. But also, as you were speaking, I was also reminded that there's a lot of people that as they are on their deathbed or as they reflect over their life, they have more regret over the things they never did as opposed yeah. to the things that they actually did. So inaction is more regretful than actually taking action. Yeah. And so you, you reminded me of that as you were going through that. I'm curious, though, as you've been a certified coach and all that year for over a decade, yeah. I know that you've talked with a lot of people, you've seen a lot of different things. So through what you've seen, can you go maybe a little bit more into depth on maybe the negative side of that? So when somebody stays stressed, when they stay anxious and worried and in depression and things like that. What are some of the things that you've seen happen as a result of people being staying in that state? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> nothing good. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there, there's sometimes people say, listen, Ryan, you know, you're, it's not that I'm not, I'm not an optimist, but I'm a realist. Right. And so I have to, I have to be prepared and look at all the negative things that could happen. I'm sorry. That's just what popped up to my brain. But yeah. from a physical standpoint, depression, anxiety, stress, overwhelm, they have a toll on our whole entire way of being. Our body literally creates chemicals to protect us from the stress that is mostly just happening in our brain. Right. So when you're out, you know, going back to thousands of years ago and you were out and you're just kind of out, let's say you're a caveman and you're out walking in the field and all of a sudden you see a saber toothed tiger, the stress kicks into gear. And, you know, your body tenses up and it, it creates these uh, chemicals in your brain that, help, that turn on fight or flight. And then you run and you escape because you're running from imminent death. And now we are in a different space where there are no saber tooth tigers. But we spend so much time in this stress and this anxiety in our mind that our body is creating those same chemicals and tensing up in those same ways. And physically, tell, I mean, our brain is subconsciously telling us that life is a scary, terrible thing. And our body is constantly on edge and protecting us from this scary, terrible thing. And so literally by spending too much time in stress, anxiety, overwhelm, we are creating a life that is unfulfilling to say the least, but also can be physically harmful. Um, and then to be honest with you, you know, we, in my opinion, we are all one, right? And so when we, we put ourselves in the space of being stressed and overwhelmed and physically uncomfortable, we then have an effect on others. 
and then we, we create energy that helps them. I, I, I hate to use the word helps there, but that puts them in a space where they, they will do the same thing and they will react to life as well. If, if they're not living on purpose and they're, they're not aware of the energy that, that they have to block or to shift or to create more of who they want to be. I think just in general, it's not that you shouldn't have stress. It's not like anybody who's stressed or overwhelmed or anxious, especially during crazy times like that that have been in 2020 so far. It's not that I'm judging anyone for being that way in any way whatsoever, as much as quite the opposite. I'm saying, listen, it makes perfect sense based on your life and every single second of your life that you've lived, including every thought and reaction that you've had to every circumstance you've ever been in up until this moment, that you are showing up the way that you are. And so it's okay that you're feeling that way. That being said, it's not serving you. And it's not what we're here for. And it's not serving your life. And it's not serving those you love. You know, if you ask anybody who's in that space, they're not going to say, I love it. They're not going to say, this feels good. They're going to say, I have to be this way because I had this experience or because my life is, has been this way or because this is going on somewhere else. And that may or may not be true. And it may or may not be true up until now. But that doesn't mean that's who you have to be for the rest of your life. And again, I'm not saying, oh, well, so just don't worry, be happy. You just flip a switch and you're fine. I am saying that once we start taking steps towards shift and start to, uh, start taking steps towards change and deciding who we want to be on a daily basis. And that's what, you know, the, the book that I, I created is called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. And it is a first aid kit for those very purposes. The prologue talks about the fact that we are all creators. Every single given moment, we are creating something. Right now, you and I are creating two men recording a podcast. Right. If you're if you're wearing if you decide to put a blue shirt on and some blue pants and some blue socks and a blue hat, you are creating a man dressed in blue. When you write down a couple words and put a period at the end, you're creating a sentence. When we and we're having fun with friends, we create laughter. We create joy. When you're thankful for something, we create gratitude. So in every sense of just being in general, even if you're asleep, you're literally creating a person who is sleeping. So in any given point, we are creating something. Now, occasionally in life, we also create stress and we create anger and we create anxiety and we create overwhelm and we create sadness. And again, it's not that we shouldn't do that as much as it's something that we do that isn't necessarily the way we prefer to be. And when our body feels these different things, it's literally a, a sign to our brain that something is going wrong, that this is not how we'd like to be. And so once we understand this concept that in any given moment, we have the awareness that we are creating something and you can ask yourself some important questions. Who am I creating right now? What am I creating right now? And so that's the prologue. And then so chapter one is be patient. So, you know, if I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed, typically it's because there's something in the future that I want to happen now or something that I wish that had happened now. I wish I had more money now. I'm worried about my boss getting back to me now. Sometimes it's just I'm worried about what someone else somewhere else thinks of me. And I'd like to know what the answer is now. Or sometimes it's just, I want to feel better now. And mm -hmm. so in those space, we have the opportunity to recognize that we're a creator and we can create a patient person. And it comes down to asking yourself a question. So what does a patient person feel like? How would a person, a patient person behave? And making the time and the intention and the purpose and the effort to attempt that. And it doesn't have to be all day, every day. It doesn't have to be rainbows and unicorns. But if you decide to create a patient person for two minutes and understand and build up that muscle of practice that you have the ability to do that at any point, you start the muscle gets stronger and you're able to stay at it at longer times, right? So that's chapter one. Chapter two mm -hmm. is be present. And so uh, I don't want to say they're going about the whole book. The, 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 I want to make the best use of our audience's time. But, you know, so same thing, right? So how can you create a present person? How, and then chapter three goes into joy. How can I create joy? What does that feel like? If I really needed to, what's a joyful experience? How does a, a joyful person react? So in this sense, going back to your question around how does this affect us physically, 
that's why I created this book to have a, a first aid kit for people who are having challenges. They can pick up at any given point, open to a page where they can shift that mindset, not only the mindset, but then through that and starting to live more on purpose and starting to be more aware of how we show up energetically and everything that we do, start to physically feel better and start to live a life that not only is on purpose and gets us what we want, but inspires others to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I had a lot of thoughts as you were talking and it was interesting because I would have a thought. It's like, oh, I want to make sure to follow up on that. And then you would answer that right. and <laughs> you just kept doing that as you went through. And so as you're going right. through all of the, those symptoms and things like that, I was going to say, okay, well, well, obviously we don't want to have any of those negative things and those negative effects in our life. Then the next thing is, okay, what do we do? What's the first step to be able to take? Because obviously it's a process. Yeah. As we go through any of these type of things, people making these type of changes, it's not, as you said, it's not just flipping a switch. We can't just wake up one morning and say, oh, okay, well, I'm boom, I'm done. And then all of a sudden, everything else is great. And you no longer have any of those feelings anymore. It's a process. And so... And so then you start going into talking about the patience and being present and joyful and all those different things. And so would those be the first steps that you would recommend that someone would take if they're trying to get out of those negative feelings? Or is there something yeah. else that would be there? Uh, there's a couple of different things. I think the first thing is, is really just coming to that awareness that you do have a choice, right? And I think that's the biggest challenge that people feel like that they are stuck this way and they have to be this way for the rest of their life. And that in itself adds more stress and anxiety. And they don't under, they feel like the solution is going to come from somewhere else. And they feel like someone somewhere else has to come and save me from this. And so in my opinion, the first step is to, to recognize that that's not the truth. First step is to realize that the truth is that you can change this. And there have been people who have been probably worse situations than you. I'm not saying you, Josh, I'm saying other people who are listening out there. There are people who have been in worse situations who have done more with it, right? And so people have come out of some really crazy things. You look at people like Viktor Frankl, you look at people like Nelson Mandela, who are in really terrible, terrible situations and chose to guide their thoughts to not only survive terrible situations, but then go on to thrive and, and have a global impact. And I don't want to say, I, I was about to say, and they're not special, they were they are special, but we are all special in that sense that we all have the same ability to create thoughts in any given moment and decide what we want them to be. And so if we, we, we step into, I think that's the first step. Um, and then with that, once you decide you can create patience, you can create presence, you can create, again, it takes practice, it takes um, consistency, That that's certainly an awareness of it is, is probably the first step. But secondly, it's just some basic stuff that people can start doing. I mean, a concept that I like is that that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. And so there's an opportunity for us to look around at who are we spending time with? What types of conversations are we having? What are we actually feeding our brain with? How much time do you spend watching Netflix? How much time do you spend watching, I mean, just channel surfing? I mean, if you're sitting there watching, spending any more than seven minutes channel surfing, it means you're just looking for something. You know, you're, you're, you're not really there on purpose. You're not, you're not there to get something. You're just wasting your, in my, and this is my opinion, you're just wasting your time and often being fed commercials and being fed agendas from all sorts of different space. And so everybody has the same 16 hours a day. I say that there's, you know, that leaves a good solid eight hours for sleep. Everybody has the same 16 hours a day. What are you doing with that 16 hours? And this is not like, hey, everybody has to spend 16 hours working their ass off. This is just ask a question to ask myself, what am I doing with my 16 hours a day? Is it guiding me towards being the person who I want to be? And are the people that I'm spending time with, are the conversations that I'm having, sorry, this goes back to my initial point of the five people, but are, are those empowering me? Are those 
helping me shift gears because if you, I think Tony Robbins just says, if you keep getting, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. So step two is definitely just get some clarity around the types of conversations you're having, the type of information you're actually feeding your brain. And then the other thing I'll just kind of underscore with that is, you know, when I say the people you surround yourself with, there's also an opportunity for, and this, I kind of touched on this, but you don't have to know people. Like you, there's, there's some amazing people out there on the internet that you can spend time with, you can listen to, you can gain information from, you know, you can seek out podcasts like this one. You can go on the YouTube and then watch Tony Robbins, watch Gary B. You can watch people, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. There's a lot of people out there have had huge influences on my life. And again, about those are the type of people I want to surround myself with. I mean, go back to the quantum physics piece. The more you start enjoying that that type of company and enjoying those types of conversations, the more people like that you're going to attract into your life. So step one is awareness. Step two is awareness. <laughs> awareness of how I'm being now. Step two is awareness of, of how I'm, what type of input I'm actually giving my brain. And then step three is create a North Star. Make time. Right. So like all this comes down to decision and choice and action. Right. So make time to write out a North Star, decide who you want to be and do something about it every single day. Make time to write down what you'd like your life to look like a year from now. And then remind yourself of that. Literally, I can say that I'm every day I wake up and I part of my morning routine, um, which involves meditation, exercise, journaling. But part of it is also talking about reading out loud daily affirmations of where I want to be a year from now. As, and thinking about it and being grateful for being there and enjoying the process. And then as my day goes on, I planted subconscious seeds to my planted seeds for my subconscious to start taking action towards that outcome. And when I have conversations with people, if I'm, if I'm reminding myself every day of who I want to be and I'm having conversations with people on a regular basis, all of a sudden they say something where my subconscious says, oh, yeah, by the way, take advantage of this of this conversation take action on this conversation because this is going to lead us towards the outcome that we've already talked about. And again, we start to see things as opportunities instead of the opposite. And in fact, one of the things that I love that you said as we started this this conversation, Josh, was, you know, life, if you feel like life is happening to you instead of for you. Because in the grand scheme of things, if we if we believe and we step into that truth that life is happening for us, it's a completely different world. Those are my top, those are the first top three things that come to mind. I'm sure there's more. That's great, though, because if people are struggling too many times, I think it's really easy for people to try to look at everything that they need to do to be able to overcome whatever issue it is. And one thing that I've realized both personally and also as I've been working with and talking with various coaches and whatnot, it's very evident that when you look at the whole picture like that, you're more likely to get overwhelmed by that, which adds to the overwhelm and all that that you're already dealing with. And then you don't actually take any steps. And so it's, it's really good just to be able to focus, okay, what is the very next thing that I need to do? And then you can be able to take action on that and then take the next step after that. And then the other thing I thought was really interesting, because it's another aha or thing I noticed as I've talked with other coaches and counselors and whatnot, is, is that like almost everything that we try to do or improve or for establishing habits or anything like that, the first step is always deals with the mindset that we have, because there's usually something in our mindset that is stopping us from being able to make whatever change it is that's in our life. And we have to overcome that first to be able to then actually take the actual quote unquote first step. Yeah. Uh, so, so that is basically the first step. And so I really appreciate the way that you laid that out. Two things that, that you say that, that you just said that kind of popped in. The first one is patience, right? It's not necessarily going to happen in a day. It's not going to happen in a week. It's not going to happen in a year. It may, it may, depending on what you're working on, but going back to the Doc Brown theory, if still, if you even said, listen, it's going to be 10 years before you actually, this actually happens for you, but it's, it's absolutely happening. 
mm-hmm. you'd still wait out the 10 years, right? Because you'd know and you'd, you'd still work every day towards it, knowing that it was, if you believe it was the absolute outcome in 10 years. The challenge in today's first world society is that we're, we're always getting so much information so quickly and we want everything to happen now. We want the information now. We want the outcome now. And we're seeing all these other people who are successful in whatever area of our life that we want to improve. And we're seeing it as if it just happened now. And then they were an overnight success. But we didn't see years that of stress or overwhelm or bad days that these people had. We just assume that they're doing better than I am. So be patient with yourself, not only in the sense that you can create a patient person, but just think about, listen, life takes time. It took you a while to learn to walk. It takes time to learn to do anything great. So if you step into it and you know that you're working towards it every day and you're patient with yourself, that is key to, to any success level from my experience. And then the second thing, the first one was patience. Second one was habits, right? So you're talking about taking the first step and, and I get past things. And sometimes people are so overwhelmed they can't even take the first step. To be honest with you, that is a habit. That's a habit of being stressed. That's a habit of being overwhelmed. And your body is physically addicted to that habit. It is something that people who are stressed and overwhelmed do every single day, and their body expects it to happen. Their brain expects to, to secrete chemicals that will fight stress. And when you, if you try to shift that immediately, all of a sudden your brain's like, hey, what's going on here? I, you know, I'm, I'm not really ready to do that. <laughs> Let us think about something stressful. Again, a lot of this information I got specifically in, in, in that area is from Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which is extremely powerful, uh, certainly changed my life. And so I'd recommend yeah. that. But yeah, so habits. And so it's really just about changing habits from the ones that aren't serving you to the ones that are. And first by recognizing what they are and then and then shifting them. Yeah. So as we start wrapping this episode up, I really, really appreciate all that you shared. It's been really, really good. And I think it's going to help a lot of people to be able to take these first steps to be able to overcome the stress and anxiety that they have. But as we wrap up, then obviously you wrote your book. So why don't you go ahead and you kind of talked through a little bit about that already. So we'll make sure to have a link to that. But you also mentioned that there was a couple other things that you wanted to mention that could be helpful. And so like specifically a business that you have. So you can mention that and then anything else that you want to leave us with. Yeah, happily. And thanks, man. Again, first of all, let me just start with with gratitude to you, Josh. I really appreciate you making time to be with me here today and allow me to kind of share my message um, and ask some great questions and, and what you're already doing with this podcast to help others. So thank you sincerely. Secondly, yeah, the book is called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, A First Aid Kit for the Emotional Bumps and Scrapes and Bruises of Life by Ryan M. Stanley. You can find it on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or anywhere where books are sold, but you can also get it directly on my website, which is ryanstanley.com. Uh, there'll be a button at the top of the page that says, be patient, be present, be joyful. You just click on that. Uh, if you buy a physical copy there, you will get a signed copy from me and then also comes with a complimentary coaching session. So, uh, you know, feel free to purchase one there. But also, you know, it is a stressful time. <laughs> and so since COVID kind of kicked into gear, I'm also offering a free electric version. So if you want a PDF of the book just to kind of read through to kind of help you through any given point. I'm pretty sure. I think if you just go to ryanstanley.com and navigate around, a pop-up window will come up and give you that option for it. But otherwise, ryanstanley.com forward slash free dash ebook will give you a free PDF of the book as well. So check that out. And then thank you again for alluding to the business. I, I also, as a lifelong entrepreneur, always doing a couple different things. I have an online t-shirt company, but I also recently started a company called teachmetosell.com. And it is for specifically for what we're calling SOSs, so or service-oriented solopreneurs. So if you are a coach, if you are a consultant, if you are a fitness expert, 
if you are, even if you're in direct sales and you're, you're selling essential oils or something like that, where your, your intention is to serve humanity in some capacity and you got into this business because you want to help others, you might have somebody who helped you and uh, be a better version of yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and you want to do the same for others. So you, you, you've either gotten a certification or you, you've started a business, but you want to do this to help people, but you don't know how to sell. You haven't had experience in sales. You haven't been taught how to sell. And suddenly you, you find yourself in this business and someone says, how much do you cut charge? And you start getting uncomfortable and you start freaking out and then you kind of lose the sale. This company is for you. If you want to check it out, you can go to teachmetosell.com. There's a, a webinar on there that you can watch. They'll kind of talk, actually give you some free tips. It's, it's about a 40 minute webinar. It gives you free tips on, on way to shift your, your mindset to be a better coach. Uh, I have a partner, a guy named Kirk Van Linden. He's years of, of sales training at a Fortune 500 company. He's like, literally, he's a coach as well. But really his superpower is training people in sales. My superpower is training people in mindset. I also have Tremendous experience in sales. I sold over $22 million in sales over the past eight years for a coach training organization. We both combined together and make a pretty powerful uh, duo. And so we'd love to have you check that out and see if we can serve you. Really, what we, we want to serve others who want to serve others so they can serve more people is, is the grand scheme of it. But yeah, so any of those things, teachmesell.com, ryanstanley.com. And you can find me on you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you go to ryanstanley.com, the social buttons are all there. So feel free to check in. I'd love, love to hear from you. All right. Well, thank you for that. And... For the person listening, we're going to make it easy to be able to find any of those resources that he just talked about. You can do that in the show notes. You can either swipe over in your podcast app and be able to get the notes and the links right there. Or you can also go to successroadpodcast.com slash 412, and you can be able to get the show notes there as well. Again, Ryan, thank you for taking the time to be with us today, and I appreciate it. And for you listening, please share this with anyone that you think needs this information. Surely we all know at least one person, if not a dozen, that could use this. And so pass this on to them. And I look forward to talking with you in the very next episode. Thank you very much and God bless. Mm-hmm.